Welcome to the podcast where we sometimes talk about fitness, but we always talk about nothing. I'm Haley Jones. I'm Mandy Jones. And, and this, this is Jones or Side. Hello and welcome back to another super exciting episode of Jones or Size. Oh, we are yeah. pumped to have you join us and know you're not going to be disappointed today. Um, who do you know that could be a good listener for Jones or Size and would love to listen? Go ahead and tell them about it. Your mom, your sister, your cousin, your best friend, your neighbor, anyone. and anyone, anyone that would love it, that would love to have fun. Um, and if you don't already, go on over to Instagram. You can find us at Jones Pod and um, give us a follow. Uh, as a reminder, July 2nd is our cross-training episode. It is the book, The Secret History of Wonder Woman by Jill DePore. You can listen to it. You Are can you read it. Did you finish it? No. <laughs> have you even started? I've st- I have the intro. I mean, so yeah, I started. You started. No, I've done nothing. I've not read any of it. Um, so anyway, The Secret History of Wonder Woman by Jill Lapore. Go check it Go out because I am out. a Wonder Woman fan. So anyway, but, um, but we do have a really cool episode today. We have yes. a, a um, guest, Zach Kramer. I'm going to let Haley introduce him. Yes. Okay. So Zach, Zach Kramer, I met him when I worked out at a CrossFit gym, which I no longer work out at, which we've talked about before on the episode. But just to give you a little bio of Zach. So Zach um, has been staying fit and working out since his football days in high school and college, which Zach, what position did you play? Yeah. Uh, defensive end. I was a little, oh. Uh, oh. A little I was a little larger okay. back in the day. <laughs> That's good stuff. Um, and then so yep. later on in secondary, <clears throat> he found CrossFit and eventually he started competing and coaching in CrossFit. Um, later he moved to Knoxville and he opened Scruffy City CrossFit, which morphed into Trinity Strength and they started doing more than just CrossFit. So now he's actually totally remote and he's coaching athletes to help them get how quality holistic and individualized training words are hard again today. Um, and he's focusing with athletes specifically on breath, nutrition, and strength training, especially with a mobility basis. So to get to know Zach a little bit more. It's time for a little rapid fire of Would You Rather. So you're Would to- you rather? Very, very nervous. Okay. Don't be no, nervous. No, no, don't, be, don't be nervous. Okay. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay. Cardio or strength training? Strength. Run, running or cycling? Anything else. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Working out with fans. This is a big one. Working out with fans or working out with no fans? You mean fans like, like cheering fans. or fans no, like, like, I like people cheering for me. Yes. No, that is not what that question is about. It's about plugging <laughs> to keep you cool. No, um, I don't need fans. Okay. Yes, me too. Okay. Um, protein powder or protein bars? Powder. Oh, okay. Big box gym or boutique? Box, big like, like golds? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, BT. <laughs> okay, mountain climbers or burpees? Burpees. Okay, Mandy, she's she's a burpee too. Uh, <laughs> okay, endurance or intervals? Um, endurance. Oh, okay. Morning workout or evening workout? Morning. 
Okay. Group fitness or afternoon preferably. Oh, okay. He's adding a choice. Okay. Um, group fitness or flying solo. Solo. Oh, well, <laughs> this is me. This I know, is me I know, personally. Yes. Okay. So would you rather work out with music or without music? Uh, does anybody answer without? Weird people. I'm just kidding. Weird. I'm just kidding. Sorry, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Definitely, definitely music. Okay, uh, yoga or Pilates? Yoga. Okay, teach a class or take a class? Teach. Work out inside, work out outside. Uh, that one's hard because there's different equipment and stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna say outside. I'm gonna say outside it if I have equipment. I got yep. you. Okay. Competitive? Are you competitive or are you like everyone's yes. a winner here? Competitive. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I could see that. I could see that. Like it. I like it. I like um, it. <laughs> you did well overall. Good. Yes. Oh, is that it? We, Thank we, you. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we might circle back. You. I think you'll find out pretty quickly what um, our favorites are in this conversation. Yeah, it'll so, be easy to know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this, there are things that I that I teach against that I answered. Oh. how I personally am, you know, but well, like, yeah. for example, what? Well, like competitive, you know, like if we're teaching a class or something like that, I don't want people to get too competitive because they don't do the movements correctly or something like that. But yeah. personally, I'm very competitive. Yeah. I just have to keep it in check. <laughs> rain yeah. it in, rain it in. I get yes. that. Rain I get it that. in. I get competitive too. Um, no, you don't. No way. Zach, say something else to me, bro. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk about like your journey into CrossFit. And then I know you said like, you yeah. kind of added, you know, Trinity strength kind of added things past that. So I know that can kind of be yeah. a hot topic, especially last year, there was a hot topic around that. So tell us around about, CrossFit, like, yeah. yeah, getting into CrossFit and then kind of what you have added or what you, you know, how, how Trinity strength has morphed basically. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a, a large, uh, question, I guess, but <clears throat> basically Tell I got into CrossFit. I, okay. I got into CrossFit solely because of the competition. Oh, um, okay. basically, basically I, you know, I guess that I played football in college, went into grad school. And then there was definitely like this, uh, just missing aspect of competition, of physical, physical competition. And, you know, one day I was in the library and I watched some YouTube videos of the CrossFit games happened to come oh. up on, on, on some videos. And I said, I can do that. I, can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. That's not that hard. And so the next day I went out and did Fran, which is like the CrossFit workout. I had no idea what I was doing. It took me 14 minutes. Wait, which one is that? Fran is uh, 21, 15, nine, so of thrusters and pull-ups. So 21 thrusters, 21 pull-ups, 15 thrusters, 15 pull-ups, nine of each, nine of each. So I've done it in like two minutes and 30 seconds now, but the first time I did it, it took me 14. So oh my God. There, was, wow. there was a ways, there was a ways to go. Yeah. Um, anyways, I fell in love with that, joined the gym. They were really competitive and then just kind of went down the whole competitive rabbit hole of CrossFit for a long time and yeah. started coaching people, uh, as I got into CrossFit, I was always before CrossFit, I was always the super annoying guy, like at the school gym that would walk over to somebody he didn't know and be like, Hey man do this and this, fix it like this. And the guy would just be like, dude, leave me alone. But after I started coaching CrossFit, people, people appreciated me telling them what to do. And that was nice. Right. And so I started, right. started coaching and kind of led from there to being the head coach at a gym in, in Atlanta, 
And then from there, moved up, took over the gym here and made it Scrumpy City. And then just kind of, um, basically, you know, we started like, a, I guess if you want me to go all the way into yeah. where yeah. I am. Now, well, can, yeah. Can, I, can, I, can I pause yeah, you for say, a second? Pause, I'm, just, pause yeah, no, yeah. I'm just curious. So you were in Atlanta. Is that where you went to? Is that where you grew up? College, high school yeah. in that area? No, I grew up um, in Kingsport. So around here, oh, okay. Um, okay. nearby. And then. Went to college up in Kentucky where I played football and then went to Haley's alma mater for grad school. Uh, went okay. to Emory. Went to Emory for grad school. Okay. And you went to seminary at Emory? Yeah. So do you have a or do you have a master's in divinity or I do. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Very and then, very random. Well, maybe. Maybe not. I, mean, I have I a know. master's in international but, development, so I'm with you. I mean I was the only person that was taking pre workout in their seminary classes waiting for me to go to the gym. <laughs> well, you know, have you heard have you uh now there's like this meme going around preachers and sneakers because now all the preachers want to be looking all, you know, buff. So maybe you were just ahead uh, of your time. I don't know. Well that's a good that's a good trend because there could be some uh, there's definitely some physical health needs for the the preaching community. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, so then you were CrossFitting in Scruffy City, oh. and then kind of what led your, I, I guess, exit out of that? Um, more or less, it was just, gra- like, I guess, graduating or just learning more, because I was doing a lot of learning. I was always trying to become a better coach, and the more I kind of reflected on the program we were coaching people through, the more I realized they needed uh, less and more at the same time. They needed less intensity, more real coaching, more guidance, things that are just healthier movements for them. And I was kind of putting them through the ringer a little bit too much. And so we just kept moving more in that direction of trying to help people more. Um, I was, I was always interested in breathing stuff, which we can talk about later, but I started, as I learned more about that, I realized the importance of teaching people about breathing and then learning more about mobility and joint health. And it just kind of graduated into the, a, a different type of program where we still do a lot of exercises that CrossFit might do. Um, but maybe just a lot, I guess they would call it probably scaled back, but I think it's going to be actually more effective for people. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. I don't disagree. I was just curious. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's, maybe that's always may good. or may not have been a CrossFit hater. Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan for what you just said. I just feel like it's, yeah. um, it's, uh, too much, too much and too little of the too much. And then yeah. I don't know, but it, cause it's obviously. Well, I'll, I'll jump in and defend it a little bit. If you actually look at like where it began, um, it began with a lot less intensity. There were days where you would just go in and practice gymnastic body weight stuff or these things yeah. that were much more simple movements. And it was, it was a little more controlled in that sense. But as the CrossFit games became so big mm-hmm. and kind of, they kind of took over what CrossFit began and kind of shifted the entire CrossFit culture towards this competitive nature where everybody needs to be getting as strong as possible and everybody should be doing kipping pull-ups. But that's not really where it began. And I kind of feel like it lost the trajectory a little bit. I do love the camaraderie and the community that CrossFit brings, um, especially Mm -hmm. at least I I live in Maryville. And so there's several boxes here. And a a couple of them are... I mean, I don't even think people would have even gone to the gym or started a fitness program right. had it not been for CrossFit because they were they saw almost a belongingness. And I think that's what people yeah. crave. And so 
I think yeah. for that reason, I think CrossFit does an extraordinary job, which I'm sure probably depends a lot on the owner of the gym and the coach and all it that does, kind of yeah. stuff. But um, so, I mean, it's not all, it's not, I don't, I'm not all hater. I think there's some good things. Yeah, yeah. I think that's an no, interesting it's, when it's, it's just, it's very dependent on the gym as well. I mean, it's so dependent yeah. on, on the coaches in the gym, on the owners, the culture, things like that. Cause you can go to the yeah. same city and go to two different gyms and get taken care of in one and not the other. Yeah. 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 Cool. So now you're totally online. So tell us like what that looks like and what, like what that offers athletes, like how do you provide that service? What does it look like? You know, kind of the overview of kind of what you do now. Yeah. So the base of what we do now is, and it really kind of, you know, morphed into the more I wanted to work with people one-on-one to um, give them exactly what they need. Yeah. We kind of brought us in this direction. So basically say somebody signs on or just somebody wants to have a call with us. We'll, we'll meet with them, hear about their goals, kind of hear what they have. Um, really working with athletes primarily. So hearing about their sport. Um, and then from there, we'll set up a program specific to their sport, their needs, as far as like, if they need to gain weight, they're trying to build muscle, if there's certain injuries they're um, coming off of. And, um, so we'll kind of build the program out of that geared around their season geared around their needs. One of the big things, again, we're going to always incorporate is going to be nutrition and then breath work. So, um, any, really any sport now, uh, <clears throat> breathing is becoming huge as far as both for, like for mental focus, but also for, um, breathing properly with movements. If you, if y'all done yoga, obviously you see like how much, like how you breathe and incorporate it into how you move. Um, and that's becoming more and more a thing in strength and conditioning as well, uh, being important. So. Um, and then the last thing I would say is like the mobility. So we have certain assessments we take everybody through. We give people daily morning routines for their mobility and we'll use those as assessments to make their shoulders to work better, their hips work better, et cetera. Yeah. So I what, love that. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I want to do that. The mobility <laughs> stuff is intriguing because I've, I've just yeah. kind of been introduced to, um, is it CARS? C-A-R-S? Yep. Yeah, that's the so system just, we use. Okay. Well, that's, I've just yep. been recently introduced to that. And, um, you okay? mind uh, me asking, where did you, where did you find cars? Um, a friend of mine's daughter in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. she is a person, she's a personal trainer and she is just pretty much, that's all she does exclusively now. I mean, she, she does some personal training, uh, with some strength and with some strength work, uh, with some longtime clients, but she really has a great um, community of older folks mm-hmm. that yeah, yeah. she's brought it's this huge. mobility. Yeah. Brought, brought mobility into. And um, so anyway, and I was just, I had never heard of it before. So when I, you know, looked it up, I thought that we all need to be doing this. They're, uh, yeah. They're almost addictive. I mean, yeah. Just moving, moving your body feels good. And you pretty quickly realize that. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, the same uh, sensation, I guess, if you want to use that word that I have, um, when I first learned how to like open my hips, like hip openers and yoga, it was the same, like, Oh, you know, like with shoulders and back and yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, what does it stand for? Controlled articular rotations. So basically you can do cars for every joint in the body and it's just moving through the full range of motion that that joint has. Can you do that with your knee? Yeah. That's what I need. I need, I need. Yeah. Something yeah. That's like a, um, that's one of our big, I mean, I'll make a plug for our newsletter, but I send out a newsletter every day. And one of the ones 
this week is actually on the rotation of your knee and how common ACL tears are, but we're never taught to rotate our knee. I mean, our knee rotates and it should be right. able to be strong rotating, Yeah. but we never train that. And so as soon as you plant and your knee rotates, your ACL tears. Oh. Okay. So it's kind of the same idea when you do controlled twists with your spine, when you hit that in a, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just thought I'd never heard of it before and it's very practical. So um, that's really So do cool. you also work, like what's your age range or, or like, you know what I mean? Are you working with young mm -hmm. athletes that are in high school? Are you working like, what's, what does that look like? Yeah. Our ideal age range is like high school, college athletes. Um, but because we believe so much in this program, I mean, I don't, it's almost like I want to spread it to everybody. So people who are interested in just getting physically healthier, we have that plan yeah. as well, as far as just helping people. Um, you don't need much, maybe a dumbbell or even just body weight. Um, and we'll do like mobility, breathing and strength work for just like the general population, but primarily yeah. high school, college athletes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So tell yeah. us about like when you, about when it comes to breathing, what do you think are like the number two or three things that people are doing incorrectly both um, like working out. And then I think you can also speak to like in general breathing, not even working out. Yeah. So what are those like, yeah. what are we doing wrong? I guess, would you say that people should know like yeah. mass? Um, I would probably say just being unaware of it would be the first, be the first point. Like people just don't think about it at all throughout the day. And um, the, the biggest thing and this is kind of like debatable, but just like to break it down, like simplest form is we're not really great at breathing into our bellies or using our diaphragm. So there are, all of our diaphragms probably are doing something, but a lot of the times you'll see people breathe and use their chest and shoulders, especially if we're sitting down to try to open up that space to bring air in. And that causes a lot of issues down the line as far as like your neck, your upper back, shoulders and things like that. So um, that's one, just because we sit so much and we're not conscious of our posture and how we're breathing is going to cause kind of some chronic conditions. Um, but yeah, back to just like not thinking about it. It's such a powerful tool for helping you um, kind of like, you know, not to, I know saying be present is kind of cliche, but um, to like pull yourself that down to the moment and, you know, be where you are just thinking about your breathing can have a huge effect on that. Um, exercise. Uh, I'd probably say the same thing. It just that you don't, people don't think about it and it has a drastic consequence because you feel way more out of breath if you're not focused on your breathing than if you are. Um, one of the big things we teach is breath timing. So literally now when I, when I exercise almost every single movement I do, I know exactly when I'm going to inhale, when I'm going to exhale. Um, I don't necessarily have to think about it cause I've been doing it for so long, but if you do an air squat, you should be breathing in on the way down out as you stand. Now you're getting a breath every single repetition. Whereas, you know, I'm sure you've probably experienced this doing like a group class or something. You get in the moment, you're going super fast and you probably end up holding your breath for two or three reps. Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you feel like you're gasping for air. Well, you're not, it's not that you have, you're in bad shape is that you've been holding your breath for three squats. Right. Mm -hmm. So is that like in mouth, in nose, out mouth, in nose, out nose, or does it depend on the intensity that you're doing? Like, what does that look like? So people who uh, start with us, we make breathe only through their nose in and out at least the first month. Oh, wow. um, like during workout. Regardless. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So um, basically what you have to do in order to do that is to scale down the intensity of your workout to match what you can do breathing wise. 
Um, so like, you know, if you start running too fast, you're not gonna be able to breathe in and out your nose. You're gonna start gasping for air and breathing out your mouth. So instead of doing that and giving in, you just got to slow down running basically. Hmm. And is the yeah. point is like control or is it like via upping your VO2 max? Like what's the, right. you know, what's the, yeah. I was like, I'm with you. <laughs> with that was my yeah, question. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it does, uh, it does up your VO2 max, but really the core heart of all that is carbon dioxide. So, um, you know, what do you, what do you all usually think of when you hear, you know, carbon dioxide in breathing? That we breathe it out. Yeah. Does it have any other function? That if you inhale too much of it, you die. <laughs> yeah. That's, so that's usually, you know, usually some people say like it's a waste. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. right. But yeah. like people will say it's waste or yeah, just yeah. that what you breathe out. You don't really know much about it. CO2 is like hugely uh, impactful on our health. Um, and we need, most of us need more of it. Oh. And uh, so basically what happens is, see, so if you hold your breath for a long time, um, Haley, I'll test you. I feel like you should know these answers because you're with me long enough. So I'll test yeah. you. Oh God. If I tell you to hold your breath for as long as possible, what, why do you eventually give in and breathe? Like what makes you breathe? Um, you have to breathe out. I don't know. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to answer this. It's okay. <laughs> so the thing that makes you feel like you need to breathe, you know, most people probably say, uh, well, I don't have any I was oxygen. I say your brain. I think it's mental, isn't it? But I don't know. But yeah, well, most people say like your brain, but that you need oxygen. Yeah. But what you're feeling is the buildup of carbon dioxide. Okay. So when you hold your breath for a long time, carbon dioxide builds up and that's the trigger that your brain when that buildup hits your brain it's what tells you to breathe not the lack of oxygen so if you're working out let's just take if we take that to working out if you're working out and you start your brain starts saying you gotta breathe more you gotta breathe more it's not that you need more oxygen even though that's what people will usually say like oh i need more air i need more oxygen it's actually that carbon dioxide's risen so much from exercise that it's making you feel like you need to breathe more so if we become more tolerant to levels of carbon dioxide, we're, we're okay with more carbon dioxide in our system. We're going to be more relaxed, feel like we can breathe easier, feel like our heart rate's lower throughout exercise. Oh, oh interesting. So, so it's like less and then, strain, less intensity, but you're... So, yeah. so if you tie that, I'll, I'll circle back to the nasal breathing thing. So if we, the reason I have people nasal breathe is because if you exhale at your mouth, I can exhale way more CO2 than if I breathe out my nose. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're exercising and you can only exhale out your nose, then you, your CO2 levels rise faster and you have to get used to those. Oh, hmm. Interesting. interesting. Yeah. Cause I feel like you do here. Like that's, you know, I've even, I've even cued in my classes, you know, uh, to lift and open your chest so you can breathe in more oxygen because there's lack of oxygen. That's interesting. Yeah, you've got hmm. plenty of oxygen. Oh, okay. I like it. That's what you need to say yeah. now. Listen, you have plenty of oxygen. Oxygen. Close your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Close your mouth. You, you do. Nice. I mean, you're usually if you hold your breath, like everybody is pretty much at, you know, have you ever done like an SpO2 monitor where you put on your finger and it measures your blood oxygen? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, a, nor a normal range is above 97%. So you pretty much, okay. you can't really get, you can't really get more oxygen than 98, 99%. Okay. CO2 builds up and makes us, yeah. So the CO2 is what's telling our brain that you need to breathe out. 
Yeah. Okay. So from like a performance perspective, is it like the more tolerant you are of CO2, the better you perform? You know what I mean? Or like, is it better for your muscles or what? I mean, really both. So it was kind of two past there. One, you definitely feel more relaxed and your heart rate will stay lower. Um, I've been doing it for probably, I don't know, two years or so, two and a half years. And now I can exercise with my heart rate in the one eighties, like going all out, still just breathing through my nose. Like you get way wow. more and more tolerant, way more and more tolerant it, and your sinuses will open up more. Um, so is it kind yep. of the same idea of, uh, are you, do you, are you familiar with rich roll? Um, I know who it is, but I haven't listened to the podcast really. Okay. Okay. Well, I haven't listened to the podcast. I just read his book, but he, um, okay. he talks a lot about like going slow to go fast. Like that's, yep. that's his theory on endurance. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, what you're saying is you would tell me when I get to a certain point in my cardiovascular work, if I'm having to breathe out my mouth, I need to pull way back to continue yep. to breathe out my nose until I can get to that point. And you can, yeah, I'm not saying you don't ever breathe throughout your mouth, but you need to be able to breathe through your nose first and okay. grow to that so that you actually can know because you know, okay. as, as, as you develop it, what will happen is pretty interesting is you won't naturally want to open your mouth anymore, but you'll have the control over it too. If you want to go higher intensity, you want to go faster, or maybe you're being competitive. You then can turn a switch, go to mouth breathing and you have a whole new range of energy Wow! at that okay. point. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I'm sorry. I cut you off. Yeah. You were continuing on about. Oh, I was just going to answer uh, Haley's other part. You mentioned, you know, better for your muscles, I think was your other part yeah. of the question. Mm-hmm. And so the other interesting thing about carbon dioxide is, I'm sorry if this is getting like too sciencey. No, but, it's good. We love okay. it. We love it. <laughs> the, the other interesting thing about carbon dioxide is that it has to be present for um, oxygen to release from the blood that's going through your body and enter your cells that need the oxygen for energy, right? So if you don't have, if you have low levels of CO2, that oxygen just stays in your blood essentially yeah. and doesn't get released into your muscles where it's needed for energy production. But if you're more tolerant to CO2, the more CO2 you have there, the actual, actually you'll use your oxygen better and your muscles will, you know, do better as well as they so create. So is that like related to workout. lactic acid buildup or is that like totally not? Is that a different? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's tied in. Okay. So basically lactic acid isn't necessarily like a thing, like you don't have like this acid okay. called lactic that's mm-hmm. spraying throughout your body. It's just a term that, that kind of talks about your uh, acidity rising in the blood. And a big part of acidity rising is the increase in CO2. So if you have higher levels of CO2, you'll be more acidic um, and less you'll be more basic. So if you get more used to that acidity, you'll be a little bit better off and you'll be able to kind of, what they say, like buffer lactic acid. You just uh, won't feel it as much if you're used to that CO2. Um, but yeah, if you, if you exhale like big dumps of CO2, big exhales, then like you purposely essentially hyperventilate while you're on an airdyne or something, you'll feel that lactic acid less also because you're getting rid of that CO2 as much as possible. So this is kind of where we learn about overtraining actually. Yeah. It pulls all that out of your, or it doesn't allow that to get into your muscles. So if you're overtraining you're ever training okay. and you're not conscious of this, then you can really like, you know, you can be training a ton, but you're not getting really more endurance benefits because you're just breathing it all out. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I think it's time for a little breathing exercise. 
I think Zach has a breathing yeah. exercise for I want, I want to okay. do one. <laughs> okay, so we'll do like, this is one of the more kind of combined, um, some of the intro breathing exercises we'll do. Um, it's really just to bring some awareness to your breath physically. So easiest way to do it is to set up. I won't make you all lie down, but the easiest way to do this when you're first starting, you've never done anything before. So lay down on the ground on your back, put the soles of your feet on the ground. So your knees are bent, knees are up, feet are on the ground. You're in a nice, comfortable position. Okay. Then what I would have you do to kind of bring you know, kind of that bodily awareness would be, and you all can do this while you're sitting up too, but just put a hand on your chest and a hand on your belly. And just without thinking about how you're breathing or how long your exhales are, how long your inhales are, but just as you breathe, start to relax your shoulders and start to breathe. And then when you breathe, only feel that movement in the belly. Try not to feel any movement in that hand on your chest. So you can take a, go ahead and just take a few breaths, relax as possible. Nice, neutral kind of spine, breathing into your belly. You should only feel movement in the belly, nothing in the chest. As you breathe, you start to think about a balloon in your stomach. So as you breathe in, the balloon slightly fills up. And as you relax, just let it naturally condense, get a little bit smaller. With every inhale, that balloon fills up a little bit. Every exhale, it gets a little bit smaller. We, um, Haley, they had us do this at Thrive Fitness during our Shavasana at the end. Do you mm -hmm. remember? No, bro. Really? Yeah. So we had to lay down. Because I do this yeah, now yeah. at the end of my body flow classes. So we had to lay down and yeah. put our hand over our heart and our hand on our belly and keep our chest level during the Shavasana. So you're really yeah, expanding yeah. your belly. It also, yeah. yeah, it feels real. It's very relaxing, but yeah. And then if you wanted to add one more piece to that, what I would say is just to begin like counting on your inhale. So it's called like a one to two breath. And this is a little bit more relaxing. The exhales are more, are more relaxing than the inhales. So what I would say is to lay there maybe for five minutes, breathing into your belly only, breathe in for maybe a count of four. And on the way out, slow that exhale down to a count of eight. So it's always um, double the amount on the exhale for that practice. So you can start at three and six, maybe you graduate to four and eight. It should be relaxing. It should never be stressful, but just slow, easy breath in just the belly and then doubling, slowing that exhale out. Cool. Very cool. I dig it. Yeah. It's a good way to like, it's a good way to both feel physically that you're breathing using the correct muscles. And then also that you have some control over it with that exhale. Cool. Very cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what, it, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna, I, I was just, I just know another facet of your uh, training is around nutrition. So I kind of was the yeah. same kind of questions that Haley just asked you about what are mistakes out of nutrition and what, what should people need to know? Yeah, I will, you know, full, full uh, disclosure. I am not the primary nutrition coach. I have somebody who does that with us. Um, Hunter Thompson, you know, Hunter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haley. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So she still does all of our nutrition. Um, but I'd say the, the biggest thing we always see is just that people aren't quite eating enough or just are, you know, the other end of the spectrum, either not eating enough or they're so focused on it that they're like honed in on macros, macros, macros. And we try to be somewhere in between as far as helping people eat what they need, but also in a way that doesn't make them go crazy, um, that you can eat, you know, things that you want. It's just, you know, like everything in life is moderation, but that's usually the hardest thing in life as well. For sure. 
<laughs> so do you do so also like all with their athletes i guess are you are you focused on macros are you focused on like is it specific to what they're training yeah. or is it more blanket if that makes sense like no it's pretty specific to them i mean okay. especially if we have a football player who's trying to gain a lot of weight we're gonna yeah. You know, have to get them to eat some more food, especially, you know, a high school boy uh, can go through calories like they didn't eat anything. So, um, helping them in that factor. Uh, so, it is individualized. I'm trying to remember the rest. There's something else you asked, but well, uh, I, I was I just it. curious if it was like, yeah, basically, was it individualized? And then I was thinking about Manny. Yeah. He has two teenage boys, one of which is, uh, like, yeah. you know, I mean, he's playing football constantly. So, yeah. It's all about yeah, like yeah. small, I guess. Yeah. I guess what I was going to say is it's just about meeting people where they are yeah, and then helping them make small changes for the better. So it could right. be reining somebody in who's like all in on macros, or it could be, Hey, we need to start eating one vegetable a day at least, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's all people <laughs> need to start doing. So yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. Exactly. A, cu a cup of vegetables. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I have a, a, almost 16 year old he's a sophomore will be a sophomore plays football oh, nice. um and they of course are wanting him to he plays some cornerback but and they're wanting him mm -hmm. to bulk up for a little more defensive back nickel back and so we are really into lots of calories at our house so yes. um yep, yep. yeah uh fortunately he had he really has a he plays for Maribel high school so okay. uh Brandon Waters is his uh, strength and conditioning coach, and he talks a lot of nutrition. So that's, uh, that's awesome. Fortunate, yeah, fortunate yeah, for really us. Fortunate. But we um, know that's kind of where like my impetus with all this is. There's just you know after playing in both high school and college, there's just too much. It's all too far behind, like where um, it needs to be as far as training kids, even just so they feel mentally sharper and spiritually sharper during sports than they are. There's so much more to it. And I feel like oh, the majority of high school and even some college weight rooms are still 20 years behind where behind. we need to be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure I can. Yeah. I can only imagine. I was about but, to start singing a song that has those words. In it. I can only imagine. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So, so moving into strength training, cause that was a good segue. So yeah. the, and we kind of talked about this a little bit on the mobility side, but so, oh, yeah. um, especially with, I think young, um, well, and old everybody, but I, I think specifically I'm coming from a standpoint of teenage boys. They just want to go heavy, yeah. you know, get big, big, yes. and strong, strong. And, and all of that. So how do you kind of bring in the, that mobility into strength? Cause I think yeah. some people see those as separate. Yeah. Well, one is the, the system we use that starts with the cars. It is much more exciting <laughs> than just like passive stretches. Um, okay. The movements, the movements we'll do for those to create mobility are pretty hard, intensive exercises. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing I think that helps is just because uh, kids that do them feel like they're getting worn out. Um, the other aspect of it, one of my arguments I use a lot for that purpose of, you know, getting people who want to build muscle into mobility is, uh, basically the idea that if we have more range of motion, more range of motion, we'll be able to incorporate more muscle. So, huh. um, you probably can't, obviously listeners can't see me, but if I only have the shoulder range of motion to press, let's say to, or say to pull, I guess from this angle, because I can't get my hand all the way over my head. And that limits the muscles I can actually use to pull. 
But if I can put my hands over my head directly and pull, I'm actually engaging muscles that I can't from this range of motion. I can only engage from this range of motion. So if you can't do that, then you literally are just not <laughs> training part of your body. Um, and yeah. So what, so what happens? So I have a, I have a torn labrum in my hip. So mm-hmm. I'm big in hip stability and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. And obviously trying to create mobility. And so I, the only kind of cars exercises I have done have been through my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, it, I was scared to even let her touch my lower body. <laughs> yeah. So would yeah. that be something that you would say, yeah, that's, you know, if you have that kind of injury or would you think that would be beneficial for, for someone with an injury? Yeah. I and mean, we would never take you through something that was painful. Um, okay. so basically if we had you do hip cars, uh, you would want to do them with somebody who's you know been instructed on, on how to do them, because when you go through them, we would be talking the whole time as far as, you know, letting me know if something hurts as you go through this range of motion. And then we would address that. So we would stop right where you are. If you ever felt any pain and kind of go around that area where it hurt. Um, but if you didn't have any pain then you know, I definitely think it's something that could help because if you find the end ranges, a lot of what the system is about is finding the system's called functional range conditioning. I keep saying that, but that's kind of like, that's what we use. Um, is finding the end ranges and then strengthening those end ranges. So if you continue just to avoid going, you know, certain types of hip flexion or abduction or um, extension, then those areas are going to get weak and we want to make those strong, right. To protect your hip where it's injured. So, right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. And that's the same thing, you know, I talked about earlier with the knees. That's what I see most of the time, you know, student athletes is, um, doing just the big complex movements, but we've got to make sure our knees are actually strong. Our ankles have the range of motion they need. Um, you know, if you're, if you're running and you can't extend your ankle all the way, you're losing power through your foot to run. So a lot of times we look at these big numbers and it's kind of unfortunate, you know, we think about bench press or deadlift and these things and we miss, you know, how much higher and stronger those things could be if we had just focused on this kid's ankles for a while. Mm. Um, I have a, one of my best friends owns um, a dance studio in Knoxville, Revolution Dance. And mm-hmm. uh, I, like the whole time you're talking, I'm like, I need to get Julie to call you because <laughs> she would be, I know yeah. you normally work with probably, I don't know what kind of athletes you work with. But, dancers I mean, are I'm, athletes. Okay. That's what I was going to say. But the most pristine athletes I know are dancers. I mean, yeah. they're, and I think yeah. sometimes they get, I think they sometimes think themselves maybe that they're, they're different, but yeah. all of this mobility stuff, um, well, and, yeah, especially I've worked important. With, I worked with some dancers before and what's interesting is they'll have a ton of what we call flexibility, right? Flexibility, so you can put your yes. hands, hands on the floor. You can be super flexible, right. get in these crazy positions. But if I ask you to lift your leg out of that position, um, yes. you won't be able to at all. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I um, have found with them for sure. It's really interesting. It's like flexibility mm-hmm. without the, without the strength component. The strength. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'll definitely pass you along to her. She's always looking for, uh, she's always looking for different ways to condition her girls, especially in the off season and that kind of thing. So. Yeah, it'd be great. Okay. So I'm going to change gears here a little bit. So we talk a lot okay. about like where fitness is going and we talk about like fitness fads. And so we're curious, yep. where do you think, like, where do you foresee fitness going? What trends do you foresee happening? Um, you know, a lot of times when we're talking about, we're talking about the lens of like 
big box gym or boutique or is group fitness dead or, and things like that. So we're just curious what trends do you think are coming down the pike and what is, what excites you? And then what has you maybe worried or concerned if anything, when it comes to fitness? Hmm. Worried or concerned. I don't know if I'm necessarily worried or concerned because I'm excited about where it's going. Um, I think there's definitely going to be a big shift away from high intensity exercise. Um, it just, I think it's becoming more and more apparent that uh, I forget one of y'all were talking about the, oh, the Rick roll, like running. Um, you know, if we look at like high, if we look at high performing athletes, the majority of them spend most of their time in a much lower heart rate zone. And we're finding, you know, how much healthier that is for us. Uh, one of my, one of the kinds of things I got through one as I was, you know, moving in this direction was, you know, if you, and again, well, anyways, we'll come back to that. I'm not hating. You can I say guess what I'm you saying, need to say. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, it's a safe space. I'm not hating anybody. I'm not hating on anybody because I like exercise is awesome. I love everywhere I've come from. But as I was thinking about it one day, I was thinking, you know, if say in eight minutes, you, if you're a caveman and in eight minutes you ran full speed as fast as possible, pulled yourself up on top of something, lifted something super heavy, jumped over something, lifted something super heavy again, and you just did that all out for eight minutes, you're probably in a very, very bad situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there was yeah, something right. like drastic, terribly happening. That's not something you would be doing regularly. And I just, you know, and thinking through that kind of ties into just thinking like, that's not necessarily what we're supposed to do every day. You know, maybe every now and then we should, you know, we should be pushing those stressors, but that's definitely a max stressor. And that's not something we need to be doing every day to our bodies. It's not very functional. It's no. not. Yeah. Yeah. Like the movement's going to be functional, yeah. but that, that super high intensity aspect is not. Well, and also you're young, but I'm old. And I've, <laughs> what I have found with my metabolism as I get older, um, and just in general, because I'm definitely a go hard, go home kind of person. I enjoy, I like the uh, the competitiveness of pushing it um, and getting others to push it. But what I have found is that I need to, as much as possible throughout the week, do a slow and steady heart rate, long length of time. Um, for my metabolism, it's it seems to be the best thing. And like you said, though, I hadn't thought about it in the caveman sense, but that's true. I mean, that's, you know, God created us to be able to, I mean, obviously go long distances um, yeah. over a, a steady time. So um, that's interesting. You I can, like that. You can do that with strength training. I mean, that's probably my favorite way of training now is, you know, for about an hour, I'll be moving constantly, but my heart rate will be around maybe 130, 140 but I'm lifting and doing things like strength wise the whole time. It's just much more under control. Yeah. I like it. Functional so less, hit, less hit. Yep. What else would you say is coming our way? What else is coming? Yeah. Um, definitely more breathing. Breathing is going to be huge. Um, hopefully in just incorporated in every, you know, just like in yoga, you know, they talk about it every single movement you do essentially. And that's the way it needs to be in, in fitness as well. I mean, everybody needs to know how to breathe when they're doing things. They need to be more conscious of it. And I think that is coming. It seems to be getting more and more popular. Um, what else is coming? Um, possibly, possibly, uh, well, definitely low intensity stuff, but, um, 
more like ice and sauna. I could see yeah, that I becoming more and more say, possible. I wondered, okay, yeah, I wondered if you thought that was going to be more popular, or even just like biohacking. I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think biohacking for sure. I mean, I guess sauna is getting a little bit more popular. I've seen like the hot works places pop up. I don't know if y'all have done that yet. Yeah, we went. We did. Yeah, we went last week. Yeah. Did you? So, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So. I want to. I want to take. I want to check that out. Except, I was looking at the temperatures, and it looks like it's like one twenty-five. I want it to 125, be like 125, 130. Yeah. I'm looking for like 190. Can you Ooh. turn it up? You Maybe. can turn it up, but we would have never done that. What's so. the, I forget what their are You are allowed? You're in control. Yeah, you're in control yeah. of it. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, but you can yeah. turn you can turn up the heat. You can turn up the uh yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, okay, so cool. it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is interesting. Don't I'm do the Pilates. Don't do the Pilates. <laughs> they'll 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 tell you to do the Pilates because they say it's like their it. We didn't yeah. like the Pilates, so. Anyways. And we like really lots of things, but yeah, anyway. Do. Yeah, I mean, I think variety, yeah. variety is good. Right. Yeah. Okay, so we're about to wrap up. Before we do, before we get to our finisher, I want to ask you and give you the chance, like, is there anything that we've not touched on today that you want our listeners to know or you want to, like, speak on that we missed? I didn't want to, I don't want to, like, not give you the opportunity if there's anything else that we missed or didn't touch on today. There's so many. I, not not that you missed. Not Thanks, that you Zach. missed. I didn't mean this to you miss. Thanks. I know there's so much stuff. You're out not there. invited back. Uh, you missed. I mean, there's there's I'm so many. Okay. I'm just like I I am just like a nerd when it comes to breathing stuff. So, you know, I just think of so many things. But um, I guess I would say maybe the other random thing would be other than just thinking about your breathing throughout the day be to make sure you're breathing through your nose at night so ask your partner or if there's anybody around check on check to make sure you're breathing through your nose at night yeah you uh, back to my teenage son uh yep. he keeps coming up he I, i'm constantly telling him throughout the day close your mouth close your mouth close your mouth you know mm. and breathe through your nose how do you how do i get him like i don't know is there any is there a technique around to make him more aware of that yeah, I mean, he needs to be more aware of it, just catching himself, breathing through his mouth. Uh, okay. The other aspect of that is going to be, um, it's uh, it comes back to that CO2 tolerance I talked about. So the reason he's breathing through his mouth throughout the day is simply because the CO2 tolerance is pretty low. And so he's opening okay. his mouth to get rid of more CO2. So okay. the easiest thing you can do is, if he can't always catch himself breathing through his mouth, if he can catch himself yawning or taking sighs, so if you like, you know, you walk across the parking lot and you feel yourself go, that's a sign that you need to work on your CO2 tolerance. Um, okay. And you can just add in a small breath hold after that. So you take that big sigh, you catch it, you go, oh man, I took a sigh. Just add in a short breath hold until you feel the urge to breathe again and just try to go back to normal breathing. But definitely I would check, okay. I would watch him at night, make sure he's breathing through his nose. Um, if not, we can, we can talk about mouth taping at night because they oh, really need to- say. I want to yeah. type his mouth. Yeah, that's what I want to do. You, so yeah, if he's breathing through his mouth at night, you probably should tape his mouth. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good to know. What do you use? Yeah. Duct tape or do you like? Definitely not duct tape. <laughs> right. No, it really doesn't take. It sounds so much more. As soon as I bring that up, most people are like, "Wait, what did he say?" No way, I'm doing that, <laughs> including my own wife. So I'll throw her. Over <laughs> but. But no, they make like there's different companies that make mouth tape specifically so that you can still open it, but it's just tight enough to hold your mouth closed when you're not uh, thinking about it. Yeah. Um, 
but you can also use if you just know like 3m regular mm -hmm. tape you get a cvs like yeah. i i tear just like a tiny little strip like half an inch wide and just put it right down the middle and that's all you all you need like it's okay. you don't need much maybe we should okay. do that as an experiment mandy i'm gonna threaten him <laughs> you need well, to start you closing me, your mouth i was gonna recommend something but i guess i'll keep it for the finisher i just yeah. i, I okay. think i have three finishers oh you can you can have three yeah, yeah that's you fine. can have three yeah we're gonna make our my finisher is like super basic yeah but, we're very um, shallow okay that's i okay. ask can i ask one more question yeah okay so um you have small kids uh what is yeah. when it and like obviously we're women so we can't speak from a dad's perspective but like how do you foresee kind of bringing them up to like like fitness wanting to be fit like what is kind of do you have a plan around that like what do you do now i know your kids are younger but i didn't know if there was any kind of advice or things that you could speak to when it comes to getting yeah. kids you know engaged and wanting to be healthy i don't have i mean i guess i have some ideas for what i'm going to do but i will say the biggest thing already so my son is five and a half really almost six and the biggest thing so far i've noticed you can do is just to do fitness and do things that are healthy around him because he immediately just picks on and wants to do those things that I do. So yeah. like when Beck and I would go down and exercise at the gym, he would come down and he would get out his own whiteboard, write down his workout. He would just make it up with thick fingers, like draw it. And yeah. we'd be doing stuff, not even paying attention. And he would, you know, do eight rounds of sit-ups, pull-ups and all these things. And so he was just into it because we were into it. Yeah. Um, and he'll even come up to me after work. I'll be like, Hey dad, I did that all breathing through my nose only. <laughs> so i think is if you just if you if they're around you doing it and they see that right. and that's obviously what happened to me my dad worked out every day yeah. when i was a kid and i think it just if it's normal it's normal right yeah mm -hmm. what about Isn't nutrition? That say, yeah yeah, sorry. yeah nutrition yeah no i was just saying i think it i think you could say that about fitness food oh yeah absolutely face uh yeah anything i mean i yeah. think that's what your kids just um they just yeah. practice literally what you what they yeah. see on a regular exactly yeah. Yeah. which is quite scary but <laughs> it can be scary but it's yes. good because it keeps me uh honest too because i realize you know if you see your kid doing something that's one of your own bad yes. habits that calls you out pretty quick yeah yes yeah yeah for awesome. sure awesome yeah okay um i think it's time for finishers yep so what we do at the end of every episode is we kind of like have a, like a, a finish at the end of a workout, like a sprint to or a sprint away. Oh, nice. or, okay. um, so kind of how we finish out. So um, the, it, it can be serious. It can be silly. It can be lots of things. So if um, you will let you start with your finishers. Okay. Sorry. I had like three. No, don't that's good. Um, I like well, it. Great. It's great. I only had people. two. I only had two, but then Haley, you made me think of something. So you uh, talked about doing an, doing an experiment or whatever yes. tape in your mouth so yeah. there's a book called called breath and it's one of the i don't know if you all have heard of this book but basically it it was one of the more mainstream books recently about breathing yeah and the author james nestor he kind of like circles the whole book around his experiment of taping his nose or they put plugs in their nose yeah so they cannot breathe through their nose for i think they do it for two weeks him and a buddy and they you know record the results of all these different health factors and how they feel and all these things that just essentially, you know, they feel horrible, only mouth breathing for two weeks. And then they, yeah. you know, reverse it and nasal breathe only. So they do kind of an experiment like that. Um, but the book is really, is a really awesome kind of entryway to all the facets of breathing. 
Breath by James Nestor. Cool. Um, you want to do like a round robin? Or you just want me to dump? Yeah, we'll go that? round robin. Mine is uh, not at all helpful. We um, <laughs> <laughs> we were in Nashville this past weekend, and my youngest son is named Colton, and we call him Colty. Well, I do. I call him Colty Bolt. And we were walking through Green Hills Mall and there was a Colt chocolate company. And so we had to go in. And so they had um, chocolate fudge and brownies and stuff. But then they have what they what they call their Colt Bolt. And it's like a Reese's cup, but it is the most wonderful thing ever. So anyway, it's called Colt's Chocolate Company in Nashville. And you can order online. And if you order $50 worth, it's free shipping. So it's the bomb yeah 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 very very good yeah all right go again zach because you have three yeah okay sorry i'll do don't apologize uh, we like it i'll do my here's i'll i'll do the my next like helpful type of thing and i'll do my inspirational one last so okay uh the next one is just i just when you first mentioned something about this the thing that popped in my head is just the book i'm listening to right now to share which is blowing my mind it's called civilized to death oh oh uh it's all yeah, it is amazing. I like that title. Uh, Me too. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, it's all about obviously civilization and the rise of civilization, but it's kind of reframing our idea of what it was to be, uh, what it was like to be a hunter gatherer. And it okay. kind of reframes the idea of why the agricultural revolution happened in the first place. Oh. And, anyways, it's, it's pretty good. Maybe that needs to be our next cross training book. Um, that sounds That's really what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So mine is, um, literally not helpful in the game of life, but if you really need something to binge, just do it. Watch the handmaid's tale. Okay. Just do it. Really? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, I Good? couldn't stop watching it. Yeah. Yes. I'm not, I'm, Zach, I don't know if you would love it. I don't, I don't know of any males yeah. that would like it, but well, I'm, into, I'm, uh, sorry, I'm into Lupin right now. Into what? Into what? It says like it's like Lupin on Netflix, but it's pronounced Lupin. Um, is it good? Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, I'm down. We need a we need a new Netflix thing. Wait, uh, what's it called to... again? Lupin. Lu- well, it looks well, Lu- like... it's like Lupin, but it's French. Oh, oh. But it looks like Lupin. Ah, okay. Got it. Okay. Uh, we need a new um, show. We uh, someone has someone told me to watch Poldark. But we can't do that because my husband doesn't like a British accent because he's old and we have to do closed caption. And then um, someone told me that we would love mayor of East Town. But anyway, so I'm going to go with your advice. We're going to try it. We'll try it tonight. Oh, quick turnaround. Yeah. So mine just handmade. Okay. What's your last one? All right. My last one is also a video, but it's very inspirational and has to do with breathing. So um, if you, I think you can just Google her name. It's Julie Gautier, but it's, so it's Julie and then G-A-U-T-I-E-R. Uh, the name of the video, I don't really know what this means. I didn't do my background research, but it, the name of the video is just capital A, capital M, capital A, A-M-A. Yeah. I don't know what any of that means, but is it, she's a, she's a free driver, free diver. She's like yeah. a famous free diver. And she oh. has this, it's, she has a video of her in the world's deepest pool. It's 80 feet deep. And she does a six minute long interpretive dance underwater, holding her breath the entire time. And uh, if you want to be inspired about breathing and just about humanity, it's pretty awesome. 
Wow. Post it on the Instagram. We're gonna have to share that. It's only six minutes, but it's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. I just pulled her up. She does look amazing. That's cool. Wow. That's awesome. I wonder what AMA does stand for. We'll have to look into that. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, Um, well, awesome. Um, thank you for being with us today. It was nice to meet you. Thanks for having me on. It was great. Hopefully important. So where or hopefully I can meet you in person one day. So where where can people find you? Like so Trinity, online or yeah, so trinitystrength.org um, is our website. And if you hop on there, you can book a call uh, with uh, Hunter or me, and then also just on Instagram, uh, Zach Kramer. So, okay, yeah. so Zach Kramer, it's not Trinity Strength. Okay, got it. We have, tra- we have Trinity Strength or Zach Kramer. Yeah, either one. Okay, cool. okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yay. Awesome. Well, cool. good deal. Yeah. yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much for having me. It was awesome. This was enlightening. Oh, yeah. We loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good stuff. Yeah. Thanks yeah. a lot. Well, that's all for Jones. Jones size. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's all for Jones size. We can't do it. It's okay. Because we're far away from each other. Yeah, I know. This is the first time we haven't been together. It's a delay. Okay, bye, guys.